1: Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's More Over Podcast, the only rugby podcast that gives you the news, views, and opinion on the weekends of rugby action or the West Country Accent. You can find us on Twitter. We are at More Over Podcast, Moreover Over, Over Podcast on Facebook, and you can find all of our podcasts on uh, Apple Pods, on the Google Store, on Spotify, and lots of other good podcatchers, especially Anchor, where you can make and produce your own podcasts if you wish. Um, we're back I, th- I think this is Punching Chat ten, so that just goes to show how long Punch this has been going for. This is Punching <laughs> Chat X. Um, so yeah, how mad's that that we've actually managed to scrape this content, the the <laughs> barrel of Punching Chat content for ten weeks, and people still moderately enjoy it. Um, we're joined, obviously, by the nicest man in podcasting, Ben Eustis. Uh, The Chinese Lensman, who everybody loves. (laughs) (laughs) The the curmudgeon that's a Chinese Lensman. Um, Adam is going to keep this ship moving forward, hopefully. And we are joined live from... This is international punching chat. This is European punching chat. It's like the Champions League of punching chats. Because all the way from Bucharest... Um, who appeared on a Wallover podcast, which I believe never actually went to air, um, where he took the time to explain all sorts of stuff about rugby in Romania. Um, friend of Ben and former university, but the university together. Is that is that where the connection is? That's it, mate. Yeah, mm. it's uh, Bristol Bears fan
2: Lloyd Collins. Certainly so am. Um, there we also go. Southampton sea fan.
1: Also a Hampshire cricket fan. But don't let the inanely Welsh name, give it away. Oh no! <laughs> hell no! <laughs> there couldn't be. There couldn't be many, many you know, other than and Evans, maybe. You know, Lloyd Evans, uh, Lloyd Collins is right up there with and Evans, isn't it? As far as Welsh names go.
2: Yeah, um, I think my what my parents told me for some reason they named me after my um, godfather and his surname's Lloyd. He's from up in Leeds. That's what it is, apparently. So there oh. it is.
1: There you go. Right, uh, we're on a we're on a tight timescale. We need to get this done. So let's go, Adam. After you.
3: Okay. Well, I won't. I won't mess about and uh, won't mess about with any small talk. That's for sure. Let's get straight into it. Rugby question to start, and this one is from. I don't know this person's name, but they've got a catchy at on Twitter, which is at a k a w d forty, and the question is. Given the lack of strength and conditioning, I, oh, yeah, there was me going to be all catchy and I can't even get over my own
4: tongue. We're never Given... getting out of here in 50 minutes, are we? <laughs> Fuck me. Well, you are. Do it. We we are if you're not in the final, Doug. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Given the lack <laughs> of So <a> Doug's strength... <laughs> at the final? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doug doesn't
0: want to get to the final and Russell's here. It could just be me and Lloyd straight away. We could save 50 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, anything, yeah,
3: you're not getting out of here.
4: Stop trying to make small talk and ask the fucking question. (laughs) Ironically, (laughs) that's what I was doing, and here we are. Given the lack of strength and
3: conditioning monitoring during lockdown, that's actually really hard to say, Um, so I'm not going to say it again. Which rugby players may need more than six weeks?
4: Oh, Jesus! (laughs) Let me do it for you. Which rugby players need more than six weeks to get fit? There you go. Thank you, Name sir. a fat rugby player. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, with that in mind, Russ starts off. <laughs>
1: well, I'm going to say that not one of them, because from what I've seen uh, in lockdown is pretty much every rugby professional doing online fitness classes, Zoom meetings and fitness stuff. Um. Nobody's actually been throwing a rugby ball around, so they're all going to be in the same boat with dick fingers and oh, Kieran geez. Brooks is still going to be a fat shit, so uh you know props are going to be props, backs are going to be backs, and it might be back to the the slightly more old school rugby where you can tell a player's position by his physique yes, yes, we cool. all love those days
0: we do all right, Ben um. This was a tricky question till this morning, and number one on my list was me. Um, <laughs> um Mr. Mr. Dan Carter uh is making a comeback. He's 38 years old. He's been playing in Japan. He hasn't played a game of rugby since well before lockdown. So uh he's if he's gonna be playing super rugby in the next couple of weeks, he's probably gonna need a couple of weeks to acclimatize. So I'm sure he will.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he will too. <laughs> Okay, um, Dougie.
4: Uh, Kieran Brooks. I know Russ, <laughs> I'll shout on my chips a bit, but he did, didn't he? if that fucker... Still eat him. Been... <laughs> oh, he's just been, just, just been getting... <laughs> I've just got that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Single-handedly keeping just eating business. And why that isn't a cup, I don't know why. All Um, of the chicken.
1: Yeah. Do you remember when he liked Um, my tweet when I said Kieran Brooks ate all of the chickens?
4: Yeah. Do you remember when he also liked my tweet after he moved from Saints to Wasps for reportedly stupid amounts of money that I said he had the best agent in the world? (laughs) 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 But Kieran Brooks, because he's fat.
3: (laughs) Beautifully subtle nuanced answer there. Okay, and we'll f- we'll finish
2: with Lloyd. Okay, so I looked at this question and I thought, ah, everyone's going to go for fat people, but there's <laughs> another way you can be fit, and that's mentally fit. So I have picked the whole of Gloucester Rugby, not just the players, the entire organisation. Well, normally this time of year we would have just experienced the annual uh, thing of Gloucester, as inevitable as death and taxes screwing up right at the end of the season, either collapsing spectacularly before the playoffs and finishing sixth, or getting into the playoffs and crashing out against Exeter or Saracens. But they've had a chance to do that. So in the meantime, in, that, in this hiatus we've had, they've decided just to melt down as a club and organisation. Ackerman has gone. Uh, they've just got rid of Humphreys. There is the possibility of um, uh, Rob Howley joining this organisation, The Little Mix concert (laughs) has been cancelled at King's time. Did
1: did Howley have a bet on him? uh,
2: (laughs) 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 And and last but not least, uh, Danny Cipriani is definitely not going to be ready. I mean, he's probably buzzing around his house like a toddler on Haribo. There's no way that that, those group of players and that organization is going to be ready in six weeks.
3: (laughs) We will find out in due course. Okay. Uh, you mentioned Exeter there just briefly. Um, last week was the. See, this is how we go on punching chat. We don't do anything current. Last week was the 10th anniversary of Exeter being promoted to the Premiership. Um, so, what's the best rags to riches story in sports? And Douglas, start us off. Oh shit!
4: I better look for my answer.
3: I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you better. <laughs>
1: I could so go to someone like, else but like, no, 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 no. dead air uh, is a crime <laughs> dead,
4: uh,
0: is
3: a... I mean I'm I'm I'll wait as long as you it's fine
0: <laughs> can we talk about the oh
4: yeah the the oh yeah and now, and now the answer is going to be real shit um uh, a bloke <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck off <laughs> Rob Cross, there you go. Next, <laughs> more like Doug Cross. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. <laughs>
3: that was that was so good. And if you think it means you're getting out of the final, you might still have another thing coming. <laughs> right, Lloyd. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: well, I'll try. So uh, my, my pick here is Nottingham Forest, circa late 70s, early 80s, a proper rags to riches story. So I'm going to take you back to 1975. Um, Brian Clough has just joined Nottingham Forest after the bar at Leeds. He and um, Peter Taylor get together. They, they round up a, a ragtag bunch of sort of pros that everyone thinks are past it, some promising youngsters. And they get promoted. Not only do they just get promoted, but the following season, they win the league. Not only do they win the league that that season, we also win the League Cup. following season, what do they do? They march through Europe and they win the European Cup. And what do they then do the following season? They they may um, retain the European Cup. That is a proper rags-to-riches story. I would say that we'll never see the likes of that again. Uh, And as someone who's a Southampton fan... You know, um, I can only dream of, of my team ever doing that. But we're now in modern football where big clubs take all those good players. Clubs like mine, clubs like Nottingham Forest, clubs like, you know, Norwich. They're not allowed nice things anymore. They're not allowed to do have nice things in football. The big boys take them away. So go back, relive those amazing times. Um, if you've not seen the film about this, it's called I Believe in Miracles. It is a fantastic way to spend an hour and a half.
3: I should point out that in Nottingham Forest's case, it's a rags to riches to rags story. Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, but you know, there's a
2: question there. <laughs> I yeah, stand by
3: no, it. No, it's a good answer. I like it. Okay, Russell.
2: Um,
1: talking about well, sort of talking about rags to riches to rag stories. I want to draw your attention to a certain Diego Maradona. Um, what you might not might not know about Maradona is he grew up in the uh, in the the slums of Argentina in in a place called Villa Frito where he shared a room with seven brothers or sisters. Um, when That's he was a toddler, again. no, he hasn't. But <laughs> when he was when he was a toddler, Maradona fell into the family cesspit after losing his way in the dark. We've all done it. Fortunately, his uncle his uncle <laughs> found him. Right. So when he was a toddler, his uncle found him. Uh, screaming, he goes, Diego, keep your head above the shit. Uh, and he was on hand to rescue the youngster. So, you know, <laughs> to go on to do what he did after nearly drowning in a cesspit as a toddler is, uh, is pretty remarkable.
4: And then he got his hand above the shit that was Peter Shilton. <laughs>
3: Careful, yep. Doug. Don't don't try <laughs> and don't get yourself too many points, because um, you know <laughs> what that means. But uh, Ben, finish us off. And I'm no Stop regret saying, saying, it. saying that. No,
1: um, not going to. <laughs> Notably, you always ask Ben to finish you off.
3: I'm only human, mate. <laughs> I'd be
1: surprised if it wasn't
0: Phil. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, the crazy gang have beaten the culture club. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's Wimbledon. I mean, this is rags to riches to Milton Keynes. <laughs> really. um so they were elected to the league in 1977 um elected pinged... to the league yeah that's how it worked back then yeah you had to please the suits um they uh, pinged around the bottom two leagues for a little while then they won the fourth in 1983 the third in 1984 the second in 1986 and then by 1988 they'd won the fa cup uh beating liverpool who were at the time probably the best team in the league. This is the first sporting game I can remember watching. Um, and, uh, yeah, very rugged style. And they stayed in the premiership very respectably until 2000. Um, apparently, they had it written into cert- certain players' contracts that if they lost by more than four goals, they were contractually obliged to attend an opera. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, that is superb. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone saw the some of the Match of the Day stuff recently with Gary Lineker and Ian Wright and Shearer. Um, and there's there's like a a top 10 theme each week, but they pretty much just get together and have a natter. And they, I was supr- slightly surprised. They really weren't that complimentary about Wimbledon. Like, they really, really hated playing them. And they had yeah, a. They hated an edge being
2: roughed up, them. didn't they? Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: That time... yeah, but you think in that time, those players were then used to being roughed up. Like everybody forgets, like Steve McMahon used to go around kicking people, and in that final, Vinnie Jones nearly decapitated yeah. him yeah. in the first thirty seconds, and he was whinging about it. But that was what he used to do. He was he was a an enforcer, a hard man. I I think you know it was just unfashionable, wasn't it?
0: Apparently, when um when John Scales was there he sort of unthinkingly called someone a puff in training and he said the next thing you knew J- john Fash who had absolutely leveled him <laughs> <laughs>
2: the, the um other thing is plow lane isn't it their home ground it was an absolute toilet of a, of a ground to go to they um deliberately made the showers cold you know it was a pretty nasty place to play it was a pudding of a bitch you know so i think that as well yeah, that oh, Plough yeah, Lane pitch
1: know, was not good, was it?
2: Oh. Yeah.
1: Leveller. Pitch is a leveller.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, quick, quick look at the scores, which I'm only doing now because they're so ridiculous. Uh, ben, you're on 35, Lloyd on 27, Russ on 20, and Doug on one. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right, next up is the Platinum Jiffy Bag question. And if you match my answer you never know one day it might happen properly and there'll be nine bonus points if you do and yeah we pandered to the host a bit a couple of weeks ago with my final round which went it was apparently a bit of controversy but Phil's not here so there wasn't any controversy Um, so this question is who is sports greatest Adam and Lloyd let's start
2: with yourself Okay, so uh, a bit of background to this. I got roped into this this morning. So my first choice was rebuffed. And I think we will probably, we'll probably hear the one. I, bet, I bet all of our company. first choice
1: was exactly the same.
2: Yeah, I would have thought so. But I'm, I'm going I'm to read out some statistics to just give you the picture of this guy. His test average is 10.8. Um, <laughs> his ODI average is 25.25. And his first club average is 38.754. His bowling average in tests is 33.5. And his ODI uh, bowling average is 31.84. That doesn't sound that great. But average, greatness. Yes. Greatness. But his brother died in a car crash. Statistics. And I think you should bear that in mind when we hear some of the guys later on. Because I think my competitors here have gone down the st- stats route. No, no, no. You need to go down the route where you've got someone who's got guts, grits, and made use of every single bit of talent he had. I am going to put forward here is the greatest sporting Adam, Adam Holyoke. Okay, so Adam Holyoke was identified as a leader very, very early. He was made captain of Surrey in 1997 to 2003. Um, he was made England ODI captain after the debacle of the Cricket World Cup in 1996. If we remember the World Cup cricket in 1996, the, the highlight for England was Neil Smith. Vomiting on the wicket—that's the
0: highlight of that. <laughs> um, and, and and the promotional single came out after England got knocked out. That's nice. No, that's stop getting the World Cup wrong, Ben.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh,
1: shocking! But you're it, also forgetting—is he, he now not on M- take on MMA fighters? I'm, like I'm getting
2: to that. Go, no worry. <laughs> um, he he took England to uh, a, a ODI trophy. Okay, the Sharjah trophy uh, back in in 1997. And was dropped after the 1999 World Cup. Um, obviously, a tragedy in his life. His brother, it was a highly talented Ben Holyoake, um, really, you know, died before his time. Really tragic. Um, he came back after that and led Surrey to three championships. After he stopped doing playing cricket, he went away. And he went to charity work for a foundation uh, in his brother's honours, honours, um, honour. My brain's not working. And he did, uh, took part of what was known as the journey. This journey consisted of him walking from Edinburgh to Brighton. That would have been well enough to raise some money. But no, no, no. He then gets in a boat and sails across to Dieppe. He then cycles from Dieppe to Gibraltar and then rows from Gibraltar to Tangier. That is grit. That is determination. That is greatness. That is someone who doesn't like his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign up? He um <laughs> he did go bankrupt in twenty ten and he picked himself up off the floor and nice he back. went into MA mixed martial arts and he drew his first game, um his first game. fight, and he's now <laughs> coaching a game in, of in Afghanistan, the T T twenty team, the boost defenders, and he's now coaching the England Lions as well. I present to you Adam Holyoke, the greatest Adam in sport. It's not about stats. It's not about natural talent. It's about <laughs> grit and determination.
3: He was a weird guy. I thought he he had the a certain arrogance, but didn't didn't quite he wasn't back even that the up. Best no, no,
2: you're right. You are. I, I, I. And we all I, we all know we
1: all you know, know, that's, know that's just outside of Chester.
2: <laughs> <He was> Green <laughs> <Lee> cricketer. <he> great, great I present you, Adam Hollyoak. Yeah. He he appeared for he played for
3: Surrey. His yeah almost his whole career um except he he rocked up for Essex to play t twenty I think after he'd retired, he came out he thought i'll have a have a go at this um i c I haven't looked this up at all it's just off off the top of my head, but this is how my brain remembers what he did. his first innings he came into bat he hit his first delivery for six, and I don't reckon he faced more than three more balls for Essex in his career that was it was that was it um just, yeah, turned up. Cash's check on his way again.
2: He he played three games for Essex in T20s. He he played in a charity match and, and hit a few and, and took a few wickets. Thought, I can still do this. So rocked up at Essex and they threw him a few games.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, lovely stuff. Right. Uh, Russ, go next. Sports greatest, Adam.
4: Um,
1: well, my answer was also taken. And I knew when I almost... When the, uh, when the questions came up, I almost messaged straight away to I'll, snare I'll the what, answer.
3: You're stealing my thunder a little bit. I'm going to tell you this now. Adam Gilchrist was the golden, um, no, platinum jiffy bag answer. <laughs> and all of you wanted it. And only one of you is going to get it. So you can all have nine points. Now, shut up. Now, give us your other answer, Russ.
1: Uh, okay, so my answer has gone to English swimmer, British swimmer, Adam Peaty. Um, He is an unbelievable athlete. He's broken 11 world records. He is currently the 100-meter breaststroke and the 50-meter breaststroke uh, world champion, uh, Olympic champion and world record holder. He has dominated the field for quite some time and, you know, in a very small field of athletes i don't mean swimmers i mean successful adams he is uh yeah! <laughs>
3: very good uh, okay
0: uh ben <laughs> um so um let's let's start with four super bowls um and a very strong beard um a man that kicked 599 out of 715 field goals good stats um Adam Vinatieri, who uh, is still playing at the age of 47. So he was born in 1972, which for context is the same year as Dara Abreen. <laughs> um, he's, 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 still play, he's still playing um, top class sport at that age. Um, for con- from further context, in an NFL um, light, that is the same year that Drew Bledsoe and Jerome Bettis were born. Um, and also, uh, the great Aftab the Habib. <laughs> ben, I think Ben needs to contribute uh, to Wikipedia
3: at the end of this, uh, this show. Oh, absolutely. But that's... What else are we going to use? All right. right. Um, Doug, give us the answer that you got in well, with first
4: I'm, and we were I'll waiting you, for. I'm not, I'm not even... No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> um, I want to take you back... To um a long way back in history actually. We're gonna go um Is this the Garden of Eden because <laughs> there was an
3: Adam there?
4: Yes. <laughs> we <We're, laughs> we are going back to the sixth day of planet Earth. Um Jesus <laughs> called Adam rocks up on the uh on the, you got of the his Earth, surname? I know no,
1: you're talking about molded... his surname.
4: Adam God his name was. Um, <laughs> moulded out of clay. Just... <laughs> could move like morph i guess but <laughs> Where conquered, is this conquered the sport of life he's the only human male on earth who has ever shagged every woman on planet earth <laughs> he's just defeated the game of life yep yeah, he is sport's greatest adam I, and had, I and had, had a chat with a snake yeah oh, that bloody snake Never wears any clothes. Never see his willy though, do you?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I've got to point out that while Adam Gilchrist was the platinum jiffy bag answer and clearly sports greatest Adam in almost everyone's eyes who has eyes. um, He's not the Adam that has the highest test batting average for Australia. Oh no. Who would that be for a bonus point?
4: The highest spot, sorry.
3: The highest, the, Adam with the highest test batting average for Australia. Oh, fuck. Ant, <laughs> you're have a point for that anyway. Uh, Voges, uh, than... yeah, it's Adam, Adam Voges.
0: Voges.
2: Adam oh,
3: Voges God. has, and wait for it.
2: Yeah, but he didn't. He
1: didn't. He play like twelve test matches. And he then played.
3: He... he played twenty test matches, and he has
4: a but batting average of sixty one point eight seven.
1: Yeah. But he he started playing Test cricket at the age of like thirty seven or something, didn't he? Yeah. He, played,
4: he played in the twenty sixteen Ashes, didn't he? Was it sixteen? Fifteen. Over here. 15. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did.
3: Um the I Ashes think just that.
4: another point. Just just uh, just another point on our boy Adam. Um qualified for the Paralympics as well until God saw that what he'd done actually made walking difficult. So separated Adam and uh, Eve because <laughs> they were originally created
2: back to back
3: sorry Doug I had to give you lots of points for that um, I mean it's a <laughs> it's a terrible shit answer but it really made me laugh so there you go right um, the betting industry has been in the doldrums recently as we know um, but in the interest of helping those lovely people out what sporting bet would you like to place on events of the next 12 months Obviously, please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop.
0: We have to say that legally. Um, <laughs> ben, start us off. Um, to be honest, at the moment, I think all bets are off. Um, we've got no crowds, which I think will change, change the way teams play and, and the way home and the way games work. Um, there's back-to-back test matches coming up, and those are always weird with results. And there could be another lockdown any minute, so you don't want to be betting on a season. Um, so I don't know the way this year's going. Um, Trump being crucified live on TV from Fenway Park, hundred to one, I'll put a quid on it. Who's who's taking that bet? <laughs> <laughs> Trump okay. crucifying
4: someone in Fenway Park. That's <laughs> yeah,
0: that's That's, evil. that's, that's, idea, that's closer to even, Tra- isn't it? Yeah. Trading
4: yeah. at one hundred and one on Betfair, apparently. <laughs> 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 All right,
1: Russ. Um, I'm want to put a small bet on the Lions beating South Africa 3-0 next summer. I think of all the teams in yes. World Rugby, um, the home nations combined can create a test team to beat South Africa. South Africa's game plan is is very simple, and but oh, extremely effective. Uh, huge power up front, massive specimens of men, and speed out wide. You know uh Pimp um Pimpy um, is that his name? I can't remember I, I don't remember <laughs> if I pronounced that right or not. Um the guy the guys they've got on the wing are absolute rocket fuel. They're their nines are tenacious and they're quick. You've got ack and and Faf. Um and then you have got the likes of day and stuff in the centers. I firmly believe that the the, the Lions will have too much skill but also be able to rival them for for power. So I will be putting ten pounds on a three nil lion.
4: Okay, uh, Doug. Uh, I'm going to go for the bet that I think would make you the most money, and that would be that the Kansas City Chiefs will go 19 and 0 and be only the second team in NFL history to go undefeated throughout the course of a season. Um, the only major stumbling block in that, in the way of that, is the Baltimore Ravens with. Their quarterback, who's hates me for some inexplicable reason, Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar Jackson. Um, I I think that the combination of possibly the heir apparent, Tom Brady's throne, coming into a into a prime, combined with uh, a huge compilation of assets that they've got on the off. Defensive side of the ball if they can just switch on their defense for one season they will hose up and no one will get near them because the NFL seems to be the talent seems to be coming becoming thinner and thinner a bit in the way that the NBA goes where the best teams are assuming a lot of talent and the worst teams are just happy to be shit um, and tanking's a real thing in the NFL now and there's three teams Basically, the Chiefs will play six games a year against teams that haven't got a prayer of winning the Super Bowl for the next decade, much yeah. in the same way that New England did. So, yeah, I would I'd, and in what would be a, a somewhat of a serious answer for me, go and actually get the wheelbarrow out and put some money on Kansas City going undefeated next year.
3: Imagine supporting Kansas City Chiefs your whole life and then. A couple of years ago, just stopping doing that, and then and then they turn into this
4: team.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or, or you kick the bucket
4: just before they get good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I actually did that.
3: that, that let's let's stopped. don't there don't panic, listeners. That. Dougie <laughs> is very much still alive.
4: Uh, Chris, are you dead? <laughs>
3: Okay, Lloyd, um, what's your bet?
2: Okay, well, I'm going to take you across the other side of the world to Tokyo to the uh, postponed Olympics. Um, I think this is interesting because the Olympics works on most Olympic sports work on a four year cycle. So if things were normal, in inverted commas, everyone, all these athletes would be hitting peak right now. But now they've got an extra year. That throws everything out of alignment. And also it means people can get back from fitness. People are going to lose form. People are going to get form. Um, and, and it's going to be down to probably quite a lot of um, teams and organizations getting their prep right. Is who's going to win a medal? So with that in mind, if you were looking for a flutter on this, these are some of the things to look out for and maybe put some money on. Number one, Dina Asher-Smith, the amazingly talented uh, British runner. Um, this is a girl who not only is an amazing runner, a world-class runner, but she also got a first in history uh, from, I think it's UCL, uh, whilst doing King, all this. King's College, London. King's College, sorry, yeah. I think it was a decent university, not like our, our terrible party <laughs> uni we went to. Um, and, um, you know, to meddle in that, I'd also say Team GB, um, buckle in, everyone. Team GB are going to have a worse game than they had in Rio, okay? And I reckon they'll finish outside the top five because Russia's going to come back as a competitive nation. China and America always put it in. The hosts, Japan, are going to win some, and France are going to probably do well as well because they're gearing up for an Olympics in Paris the next next way round. Uh, but you also got um, Korea. They'll clean up in the in the archery and pistol shooting. Puts the money on that. Also, puts the money on Caleb Drussell. He's already broken two of Phelps' records. And if you want a home um, banker in the gymnastics, I'm going to screw this pronunciation up here um, because I've written it so badly. Just give it to me, I'll sort it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's more, more aspersions on the university women too here. Um, the Kohi Inchimura, the, um, the veteran or will-be veteran gymnastic, you know, it's his home Olympics. It's his last hurrah. I'd put money on him picking up a gold as well.
3: Lloyd really doesn't want Doug to to get going at 9.30, does he? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Doug. <laughs> You're not sorry. All right. Um, with that in mind, I'm going to read the next question really slowly. No, I'm not. Right. So Keir Starmer has accused Boris Johnson of winging it recently. Um, so
4: who in sport has been winging it for years? Doug? Um... I'm not filling here, but I just need to find out what my answer is. So I'm just, I don't want to make... Such
1: a shit bloke.
4: (laughs) 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 These are for us. (laughs) (laughs) I've just pressed the wrong one there. Um, Yeah, so basically, other than me, um, anyone with the title director of football. You're not in charge of the team. You don't pick the players. You don't make the transfers. You have no say over the tactics. It it's a it is the ultimate job for the boys. I, it is an absolute farce. I'm yeah. the director of football. I, you, your team haven't won for 15 games. Manager's fault. Yeah, manager's <laughs> fault. That yeah.
1: Harry Red that being appointed director of football at Portsmouth by um, Milan Mandrich. It was is the epitome of that, isn't it?
4: Yeah yeah it's just a nonsense it's an utter nonsense um it's not like american sports where you have a general manager that actually has some influence it's basically a bloke who gets paid to turn up and uh, well if if anyone can tell me what a director of football does then please go ahead
3: <laughs> that could be the perfect answer but
4: or- let's see. If- community days would be answer one <laughs> well, I could tell you
2: what a director of football was, but I think that would sort of take you over time, wouldn't it?
4: Yeah.
0: Oh, well, yeah. <laughs>
4: all all right. I know is whenever I put whenever I get one on Football Manager, all they do is suggest that I buy really shit players,
1: and then <laughs> you get sacked.
4: Yeah, yeah. just, just ignore them
1: as soon as they put a direct it's like the vote of dread of Confidence, isn't it? They appointed director of football. You're already, you're fine. Yeah, you're years.
4: on the way out. Thanks for coming.
2: <laughs> That's what Les Reeves did at Southampton for the last few years. And, you know, we went backwards.
1: To be fair, you should have signed Keith Skill. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that joke, nobody else will get. <laughs>
4: I feel like I. Sh- I feel like I did weirdly. Jason All right, piss flaps would be a good direction uh, for <laughs> of football. J- wouldn't they? J-
1: Jason piss flap and Keith skill.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> right, Ben,
3: who's been winging it for years.
0: I'm going to. I'm going to use some phrases now. Use it. I can see no reason to a- not award a try. His hands are moving backwards, but the <laughs> stay. The people who make rugby's laws, rugby's lawmakers, you might want to call them. um, They just bring stuff in. His hands weren't pointing forward. I mean, he's chucked it a yard forward, mate. It doesn't matter what direction his hands are pointing in. Um, Now they've got the video ref to deal with. You've got all these brawls being brought in to deal with head injuries that don't deal with head injuries. They just make the game unwatchable. And now they're thinking about an orange card.
4: (laughs) Lovely. Right. Um, That's not the worst thing they're thinking of. They're thinking about summer rugby for amateurs. That'll kill sport. That's me retired. Fucking kill my bank balance if rugby goes summer. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Um,
1: There are lots and lots and lots of football managers. That have been winging it for years, the likes of Steve Bruce, that the, the continually seem to get quite high-profile jobs despite never actually winning anything, being more than mediocre, and just you know, just being bang average. One of the epitome, I think, of the bang average repeated manager hiring is Mark Hughes. He, he, he had a decent playing career. He was revered. He was abrasive. He played for the Man United. He played for Barcelona. He played for Bayern Munich, Chelsea, Southampton, Everton, Blackburn. <laughs> right? Right? He's, he's played 799 uh, league career, league games, scoring 224 goals. Um, his managerial career is less than illustrious in 610 managerial games he uh, had a win ratio of a win percentage of 37.4% he as a player won the premier league he won fa cups he won the cup winners cup as a manager as a manager he won manager premier league manager of the month 2007 yet until 2018 was still being hired by premier league teams it just beggars belief that, that these guys continually over and over
4: again managed to get jobs. Just, Destroy an exit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, Lloyd. Okay, um, so the guy, I would say, made a career winging it only really looked like he was winging it, but underneath this effortlessness was actually uh, a real honed uh, athlete, someone who actually really did care, but he didn't look like he did. Uh, And I still think a lot of people today, particularly sort of the the, the true football um, sort of people, still sort of think about this. And it's Matt Letizio. He is um, someone who made an absolute career of doing stuff that looked spontaneous. He's all ability. And therefore, he didn't have to work hard and hard and hard and hard. I think the the, the best thing that sums this up, when Alan Ball became Southampton manager in 1994... Um, when they were really staring relegation in the defence. Got the boys all round and said, right, this is what is going to happen. You get the ball, you get it in the tears. He'll, he'll do the rest. That is a man who's really, really good. He is an absolutely top lad as well. Um, so I met him a couple of years ago and they say, don't meet your heroes. Nah, this guy is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and I asked him about Brilliant. a goal that looked effortless and it was just a free kick he did against Wimbledon. And he went, oh, no, no, no. We practised that really, really hard. But you wouldn't know it by looking and watching him play. And I think, actually, in a weird way, and I think this is a particular English football disease, when we get players like that who look effortless, people reject them because they don't appear to be working hard. And yet, you know, therefore, England missed out on a really great creative player that could have done a lot good for England in the mid-90s.
3: Do you, do you think... Why, why do you think he didn't have 100 caps for England?
2: Uh, well, <laughs> the, the the argument would be down our way. Um, I'm a I'm a proud E-forester, um Would be very simple. He played for Southampton. If he <laughs> played for Spurs, he gone to Chelsea. You know, he would have got way more caps. It's as simple as that. Thing is,
1: he played. He played in a in an era with Alan Shearer, Teddy Sheringham. Uh, Andy Cole, who didn't get anywhere near enough England caps, but never really did it on the international stage. Ian Wright. There are a lot of good strikers, and Latissier. Latissier was the main man at Southampton, wasn't he? But he never really fitted into any other sort of structured system. You know, he's playing up front with James Beattie. For the love of God! Well, he, the thing yeah, is about free it's, role. Uh, would
3: you yeah, say no, Latissier? Yeah, but
1: but that's not going to translate always yeah. to the international stage, is it? That's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. I, I would say. The time he was in his pomp was when Venables was there and there was a lot of rumours flying around that Venables wanted him at Spurs and he didn't move. There was a lot of stuff like that. Um, And then you would have thought Glenn Hoddle, who's managed to follow him, had the same problem. You would have played him, but no. So um, I I still go back to this idea of being at Southampton and the perceived lack of work ethic. I think it was a big problem for him.
1: You yeah. can make up. You can you can forgive work ethic if you've got the ability to uh, bang it in for thirty five yards in. Well, you'd think, top wouldn't you think, but
0: you know, say the that, That's what Russ has been telling himself for the last twenty years.
4: <laughs> <laughs> James <laughs> Beatty only had three less England caps than Matt Latissio.
1: no yeah, it's mental, is it?
4: That's crazy.
3: Okay, right. Let's let's make the next one a relative quickie if we can, and I'll start taking points off if you go on too long. Um, it's about time we dedicated a question to you, Russ. I love that. Um, there you go. <laughs> Who
0: is sport's greatest bald man? Pen um, <laughs> start us off. Um, I, I thought I'd go for sort of an old school baldie. So from before the time when um, shaving your head became sort of socially acceptable, um, you, people used to get a good fringe. Um, so I've gone for um, Jordan Lechkov from the great bulgarian side of 94 scored the winner against uh, germany did he not... have the little
1: did he have the little island on top yeah,
0: there he effectively had a fringe around the side a little island on the top and more hair on his eyebrows than his actual head he of clarence island isn't it <laughs> air island
3: extra point for the island i watched the highlights of that game the other day fantastic um, i just absolutely euphoric at the time. When England weren't there at that World Cup and then Germany losing in the quarterfinals to anybody. It was amazing. Okay. Douglas. Andre
4: Agassi. Shit sport. Bald head. <laughs> <laughs> Extra points. Me-
1: mediocre wife.
2: <laughs> okay, Lloyd. But she was good at tennis. Um okay, so uh my, my greatest body of all time is Joanna Roussel. <laughs> <Anna>. <laughs> I'll tell you for why men can expect to lose hair. This this um this athlete, she suffered from alopecia at the age of ten, and I I I teach secondary school and, and throughout particularly my early part of career when I taught in England, um, you know if uh, girls' self-esteem was always you know really low, so imagine going through those formative years with, without that hair. But no, she picked herself up. She got out on a bike track, and she was exceptionally fast. She was really the anchor of the pursuit team that won the Olympics in 2012, 2016. When she retired, she said this, and I quote, The decision to step away has been the hardest thing I've ever had to make. I believe I have more to offer the world. That's what she said as she retired. She's not done yet. She gets, She. I
3: wasn't sure whether you were... Going with a piss take answer there, or you actually oh, went you not. went the correct way. I love that; that was superb. Um, right, Russell.
1: Um, firstly, I just want to take slight issue with Lloyd's answer because the question is sports the greatest ever bold man, um, but we'll leave it there. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Well, um,
1: whatever. very quickly, uh, sports greatest ever bold man is uh, Pier Luigi Colina. This, the arguably the scariest official ever to uh, to grace a football pitch had ultimate and complete control of pretty much every football match I ever saw him officiate. The players never seemed to mess with him. They never seemed to uh, answer him back. They never seemed to engage in debate with him. He made his decision. He stared at them like he was a whiting that had just been pulled out of the. Deep mm. depths of the ocean. And uh, yeah, they just carried on. And probably the best uh, football official ever to have officiated the
3: game. Completely hairless. Mm. Completely I, hairless. I imagine head to toe, I assume. But, you know, Definitely. I What's that? Right, uh, smooth, on the last show. Br-
0: br- completely hairless. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they, they try to shut get into Shut um, up, smooth dick. They tried to get him to uh, referee in the Premier League, didn't they, after he finished in Italy, and he he didn't bite. It's just a bit odd. um,
3: Yeah, it'll be good to see him
4: over
3: here. All right. I'm going to shock you now. Russell, you're in the lead on 100 points. Um, Lloyd's on 93. Doug's on 85. Ben's on 95. Um, Any other business time? Um, Doug, start us off, just in case you have to leave. Yeah,
4: because then I'm going to Um, bolt. My mate's 40th today, and I forgot, so... (laughs) I'm a good pal. Um, <laughs> so, you know, as if lockdown wasn't a big enough piss take, I uh, got off of my first job since the lockdown happened. I think you can all guess what it was. <laughs> 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 well, <where> comes...
0: <laughs> How is Tashkent at <laughs> this time of year? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ashkent, I think I went to school with her. Capital of
3: Uzbekistan, I think you find. Hmm. Sorry for um, ruining yeah. fun with accuracy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's not so funny. That. It's accurate. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh luckily it got rescinded the offer got rescinded about five hours later as they <laughs> overbooked, so I don't have to I don't have to put myself through um gentlemen it's been a pleasure i must go and be a somewhat better friend to my friend than i've actually been um i oh, just one more thing i as part of my job as a landscaper today i had to move a very rich person's pile of compost that had obviously been decomposing in the corner of their garden for about 15 years uh, we filled up an entire skip with the best quality compost i've ever seen in my life only for the wife of the family to drive up at the end of the day and unload a 60-litre polythene bag full of compost she'd brought from home base.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> see you later, chaps. See yeah, you, mate. See you, yeah, nice to you, Doug. Cheers, you too, mate. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Right. Um,
3: needless to say, Doug's not going to be in the final. Um, Unless the three of you have such catastrophic any other business, businesses, business We have business to
1: call night. him back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any other business <laughs> Hello. <sighs> Late <Playover. laughs>
2: Right. Uh, <laughs>
1: Lloyd, violence,
3: <laughs> why don't you uh, give us some Eastern European any other business?
2: Okay, so um, my, my OB is really just... Um, I, we've been in lockdown in Romania for actually quite a bit longer than, than it has been in the UK. Um, so I, um, when they, I work in an international school and in February, we've got quite a lot of Chinese kids that were coming back after New Year's and we're like, oh, hang on. So we started very quietly to sort of think about it. And then they announced it very quickly. And I've been teaching from home the kids online for the last 10 weeks. But because I live on my own, I haven't actually really had actually any kind of physical interaction with anyone for the last 10, 12 weeks. I, I've lost track of how long we've been in. Um, I go home in a couple of weeks and I can't wait. To, I'm just going to see my family and hug my parents, which should be nice. But the other thing I wanted to just say is seeing what's happened in, in the UK compared to over here it's been an absolute shock. I mean, I, I probably, you're probably aware of this, but honestly, the UK had sort of an absolute nightmare of all this. Um, you know, Romania is a Eastern European country, post-communist, but the way that they've been very clear in exactly what everyone has to do has been light years ahead of what Boris Johnson and his cronies have managed to do, you know, over in the UK. Uh, and it's, it's just unbelievable watching it from here, just it's e- it's easier
1: said than do. done. It's easier said than done, though, when probably a large portion of the population is still pretty conformist and p- do as they're told.
2: Um, it's it's not in com- in,
1: co- in comparison. No, I
2: wouldn't. I would <laughs> disagree with that. I, I think it's just been it's just been clear. Um, they said this is what's happening. You, you, you're going into lockdown. Everyone's in. Um, I, I live I live bang in the middle of the city, so most of the the day. There's a lot of cars going by, but for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, it's, you, could, you could hear the birds, you can hear everything out there. I mean, it's been properly in lockdown. And the way that they've gone back out of lockdown has been really clear and systematic and made sense. And it's just been because what they've done is just the, all the communications run through the president. He's the one that's been announcing it. You know, anything, any disagreement has been hammered out before they announce to the people. It's just been, in terms of communication so much more clearer and that's been what's happened they've been you know pretty pretty big on 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 finding people the police have made lots of money through fines uh, and there was a lot of discontin- you know, disquiet about that but uh, i wouldn't say you know the people in romania are more conformist than anyone else you know i, I think it's just been it's better of, of that communication but seeing what's happened in the in the uk from afar it's been a real irony
1: i would say in general the population you you know it a lot more than I do, Lloyd. So I'm I'm I don't really want to you know cast aspersions or go into it too. But historically, the the populate, the. Uh, no, in fact, I'm not even going to say it because <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, Romanians don't, really don't really...
3: behave like dicks like they do in the um, UK, correct?
1: Correct. And <laughs> was more, it, was more, it was more disparaging to on the UK population where yeah. people were just go, We don't give a fuck. Whereas the people, the respect and the levels of um, conformity to authority, as to say, Right, these are the messages, this is what we need to do, as opposed it's, to it's these are less. the messages, these are the op- these, these, this is another group of people saying these messages aren't clear enough and another group of people going these messages are bullshit it just makes it makes a mockery of the whole situation whereas if you've got a uh, a system where people are able to have clear and consistent and can uh, transparent messaging then it makes it a lot easier to follow
2: it's probably yeah, well, less, um, just
1: made my point for me yeah, yeah no, 100%, i'm with you i'm not i'm not i'm not yeah. the, i'm 100 percent agreeing with you it's just yeah yeah it's probably,
0: less, um, it's probably less conformity rather than... Uh, le- it's not so much that. It's mo- they've got less of an ingrained sense of entitlement that yeah. seems yeah. to be yeah. a, that, that's a country. That's a much better I, way of putting it.
2: From here, I don't know whether you, you'd agree with this, it was VE Day. It seemed that everyone in the UK seemed to be working fine. Yeah, they were behind. But then v, VE Day happened, and it, it seemed to me from, from here, and actually a lot of other expats that I've sort of been talking to, that everyone just kind of went mad. Oh, well, V Day, let's all have a party. And then from there, it just seems to have just gone downhill.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, um, could, you could say that about Britain since the actual VDP. Well, here. yeah, you could. <laughs> 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 yeah. All
3: right. Where, where on earth are we? Right. Doug's gone. Lloyd's gone. Uh, ben, any other business?
0: Well, as, as it's been uh, some fairly. Um, important subjects in the last two or three minutes i'm going to keep it up there and, and i'm going to talk about my hair um so <laughs> Fuck, he says wearing my cap? Any... why are you stealing my any other business mate <laughs> so um at the start <laughs> of uh... <laughs> towards the start of lockdown uh, my hair had already got quite long and um we did a little homemade hair cutting arrangement of a grade one up the sides and the top stayed on and it was all right and then we went with it, and lockdown lasted longer than we thought. And yesterday, we tried it again, but the hair on the top of my head got so long that I looked like Bert off Sesame Street. <laughs> so, at this point, we decided we'd have to remedy it, and, and more clippers came out, and more um, guards on the clippers came out. And uh, at, at some stage, it was like uh, in The Simpsons, when Mr Burns tells that guy to cut his sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so long story. Long story short, I'm wearing a hat a lot at the moment.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, Russ. Any other business? Um, Talk about your hair.
1: Well, yeah, that's that done. Don't take um, home. <laughs> I, I I've toyed and wrestled a lot of my hair business today to the point where I'm. Um, I can't really submit one because I'm so exasperated i'm so annoyed with well just everything in general at the moment like i'm, I'm pretty angry but just internally <laughs> and i've got no reason to be and i've got no
3: i think I've I've got, a lot of people feel like that it's, at the moment. That's it's
1: just... really odd it's really odd and it's just it's not a nice feeling and you know i'm not i will as you well know make jokes about any subject i i've got no problem saying stuff that often doesn't need to be said um but at the moment i'm i'm struggling to even you know make make a ill judged joke out of stuff even, even since madeline mccann's been back in, the even news. even since some german pedo is now being accused of um you know saying madeline mccann and you know, apparently it's... What, in fact, no, here we go. Here we go. You've just given me something. <laughs> Strap in. Right, straight, <laughs> in. They, How have they just discovered in the last however many days that there was a convicted German paedophile living, who appeared to be living in prior deluge at the same time as Madeline McCann went missing. Is this just a, is this a made up link or are they just, you know, are they just shoehorning some German pedo into the frame because they've got nothing else? I am, you know, how quickly coronavirus seems to have been forgotten for a couple of days because of all the other stuff that's going on in the world. Social distancing apparently in some areas doesn't seem to mean a fucking thing anymore because, literally nobody gives a fuck um if everybody in the world just took everybody else on face value when they meet them don't, don't judge them don't cuss i know this is absolute utopia and easier said than done and i've just called somebody i've never met a german pedo um <laughs> which i'm well aware is hypocritical and i'm, I'm wrapping myself up on surface, isn't he but...
0: convicted
1: he is convinced yeah. com-
0: so i think you're, you're fine <laughs> there, <mate. Okay. laughs> I'll, I'll give you points i wasn't but, sure if but, i should
1: but you know but, there we go but how how easy would would life be if we just you know just approached it and gone you know what you don't have to come into my do you remember personal space? Do you remember when personal space was a thing get out my personal space yeah
0: three weeks you know, ago
1: three... <laughs> but, but even before coronavirus just a bit of personal space give me some personal space Surely that's all everybody just needs to instill now with, with coronavirus, isn't it? Just give me a bit of personal space. Away we go. Let's move I, on.
3: I, I miss when everyone was arguing about the colour of the UK passport. I miss that. Yeah, that. That The world was a fantastic place back, back then when we were it arguing about
1: was it. No, <laughs> it was, let's be honest.
3: It was a shit place it's then. It's a it's,
1: shit place now.
3: It's good, definitely got worse.
1: On a you but... know, I've had my garden semi-landscaped and uh it wasn't Doug that did it so that's a pass.
3: <laughs> points for that um without looking at the scores Doug are you are you still here you you what, what's that you say you think Saracens should be awarded the premiership do you deny that
1: <laughs> he doesn't deny it he's not denying no, he it.
3: I think his his silence speaks volumes um anyway he uh he is in last place on 94 points. Lloyd, you don't make the final either on debut, I'm afraid, with on 102. I mean, this, re- this all really, really, really matters. Um, <laughs> ben on 110 and Russ on 112 are going to be in this week's final and defend the undefendable. And who was second? Because we have to... I can't remember ben, why. Ben, ben was second. Ben, you were second. So would you like... Your 22 seconds clock. Would you like to go first or second?
0: I think I'll go first. Okay.
3: Um, You can have, and I'm definitely not running out of ideas with this. Um, The West Indies cricket team should force all their players to tour England despite coronavirus
0: concerns because they're a bad enough team at full strength. (laughs) Well, I I just think that's true. I mean, they've got that um, spin bowler who's like nine feet tall. So he'll be above (laughs) the clouds of infected air anyway. Um, and basically the ECB need the money, so um, all the other teams should do as they're told, uh, just to keep Giles Clark in uh, public pay Jaguars.
3: Two seconds, one second. There was a bit of dead air on the end there.
0: Russ. We all know that's a crime. If you you did it in 20 seconds, like a proper programme, that would have been a perfect answer. Who Would who do this in 20 seconds? It would be like they're ripping us off.
3: (laughs) Russell, 22 seconds the 2026 nations tournament should just be awarded to Ireland because they've got the best fans.
1: Irish fans are arguably the most passionate and the most informed and the most, uh, forgiving of all the, of all the fans in world rugby. Now they've had to put up with some hard times in the past, and I think at the moment, you know, they've got a great team and they're a great bunch and they all love to have a Guinness. You've
3: filled, you've filled your 22 seconds. That is a winning performance there, Russell. Well done. Yeah. I, I should have um, picked question two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: a banker that one. Isn't it?
3: Yeah. Have, banker.
0: Have, a, have an open goal, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> tap it. Just a tap in.
3: There we go. Um, oh, it's a shame. I, obviously, if Doug was here... He would have had that question, um, whichever whichever way he uh, thought he was going to go first or second, not in a final. He would have still had to defend that. Um, but there we go. Ireland 2026 20, Nations champions and Russ Punching Chat X champion. Congratulations. Woo-hoo!
1: Thanks, mate. That was awesome. Again, thank you to people that submitted questions or the person that submitted questions this week. I know Patrick has put a couple in. Which well, might be, uh, I need
3: to I'll, we'll get those in next which week. might be
1: good for for future weeks um we might be back next week for punching chat 11 if you want um we might be having some rugby soon I don't know but this is still fun uh Lloyd thanks for joining us for international punching chat live from Bucharest that
2: was your more welcome that was a uh, good fun there boys
1: and yeah. You're always welcome. Uh, always welcome back. And um, I can't promise to, to ever air the episode where you you talked about Romanian rugby. For the I was going to
2: bring you up on that. It was it was uh, rugby in Dubai.
1: Dubai was it? Yeah.
2: yeah. Well,
1: yeah. that. So, with the greatest respect, that's how much I remember it. And I lost.
2: <laughs> and I lost. I, I puzzled over that and I just thought I must have been that shit that it, it, no, it was no good for consumption it,
1: well, it was it wasn't even that I think we we recorded it in like a little interim period about something I don't even know why we were we were on a break maybe it was like end of season or there wasn't much going on and then um I just for, didn't put it out and it was all sat there ready and then my laptop died and I had to re, like basically format it and it was like oh well that's gone I
2: am not worried it's not a problem I I will say actually um Speaking of Iranian, they've just, well, they're about to finish building the new rugby stadium in, um, in Bucharest. Um, so um, when they, they're playing the, the, the second tier Six Nations in February, I, know, genuinely have, think, I genuinely
1: think think that, that, that would be incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, Lloyd, you've it, missed off the most pertinent piece of information about that. Well, I was about as about well. to come to that. It, across <laughs> road, it's across the roads to Europe's biggest beer hall. <laughs>
1: So we need to have a more over away weekend in Bucharest, uh, watch some second tier sort of Six Nations, whatever they call it, the rugby if... the rugby fucking League One, whatever they call it. And why, uh, why
3: if, if they've put the stadium opposite the world's biggest beer hall, why are Italy still in the Six Nations? Yeah. <laughs> and
1: also I, I know the uh, the egg chasers do their, their European tour and stuff. Maybe we should invite anybody who listens to them all over? And if you've got this far, and you're up for a weekend in Bucharest
0: <laughs> next year, Russ, he said, "The world's biggest beer hall, not the world's smallest." <laughs> it doesn't
2: it's matter.
1: Europe,
2: I should clarify: Europe's biggest. Beer we'll hall we'll have a world. great time, whatever happens.
1: But we we are going to when the when the fixtures are announced and when if if and when we're actually going to be allowed to sit in a crowd and watch rugby, we will organise a weekend in Bucharest. We're not all going to stay in Lloyd's flat. That's a fact. Um, We will. You'll have to find your own accommodation. Um, However, however, um, let's have a week in the Bucharest. Go to the Europe's biggest beer hall and get yellow jerseys on and um, have a great time. Done. Right. Anyway, uh, thank you, Lloyd. It's a pleasure. Ben, thank you very much. Uh, We'll be back for... Uh Punching Chat XI, I guess, next week.
0: <laughs>
1: X no, sorry, punching chat X1 next week. prick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, we'll see you soon. One hour and four minutes. Go well.
0: Podcast
3: Network.